When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I like this part anyway. Tom Bernard show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Dave Schrader, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader. Who I'm going to fire today, by the way, because I fire everybody. So you're going to fire. You'll be fired, but next three hours, sometime. I'm not going to let you know. It's so weird to not have Melina here. I know. It is weird. I mean, it's five years. Well, you know, they're about the same height. <laughs> I know. I was trying to write the guess. On I know. The you're hard. Like, you're hard to see. <laughs> We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Oh, listen to this. The pretzel. Oh, well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. Wait, here it comes. Hit it. I'm all shook up. You know how that song was written? <clears throat> no. Do you know why it was written? Because he's all shook up. The guy who wrote the song was a uh, uh, young black man in, I believe, Memphis, Tennessee, back in the early 50s. So, you know, the whole black and white thing and all the rest of it. So, But he was a songwriter, and he was a good songwriter. And he sits down at the head gun's desk, and the guy says, You're a great songwriter, huh? He goes, That's correct, sir. He goes, okay, write a song about this. Shakes up a bottle of Coke and hands it to him. And he, uh, wrote, he wrote All Shook Up. Really? Pretty cool, huh? That's amazing. Andy, you can look that story up. That's a true story. I can't remember the guy's name, though. Write a song about this. I'm all shook up. Believe it mm-hmm. or not. Believe it or not. Hey, I was going to ask you, Darkness Dave. Yes. Do you know who Robert Traylons is? Not off the top of my head, no. Robert Traylons is a guy that they, he was the... 
advisor, I guess, on Beyond Belief, the Dick Clark series he did for. Sure. Uh, well, I don't remember the company he did for it, but it, it, yeah, Beyond Belief and all. But Robert Trailens was the guy that, that that they kind of relied on to do their research for mm -hmm. him, and he's written probably nine or ten books, starting way back in the early '60s. He did this, and it was funny. <laughs> a friend of mine said, "You ever looked at a Robert Trailens book on Amazon?" I said, "No." So I did this morning. Uh, his um, amazing stories kind of deal, you know, pe people who uh, escape death. He does supernatural stuff. You'd be really interested in his stuff, I think. I'll have to look him up, yeah. Yeah, it's T-R-A-L-I-N-S, Traylins. But anyway, you can get a uh, paperback copy of one of his books. It was about uh, people who've returned from the dead or something. Mm -hmm. $275. Ooh. So apparently he's a rather popular author. But there are other books he has for sale for like $16, $17, like everything else on Amazon. But pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it's funny when you can find some of those old books. Oh, I love it. That are out of print. We'll actually, you know, my wife and I will go out and we'll hit thrift stores and yeah. G-dubs and stuff yeah. like that. And we look around. And yesterday we uncovered in mint condition a Titanic game from 1976. Oh, my God. And we're like, oh, I wonder. And we we look it up, and online it's selling, opened and used for a hundred plus dollars. Really? So for two dollars and ninety nine cents, we got a game that we can flip and and do that. But yeah, you find books and games and weird things like that that have this kitsch value. Uh, I, you Ooh, know, I like kitsch value. There's a statement. Yeah, there is kitsch value. The other book I've got is uh, the one that's about. Um, Ah, oh, the serial killer. What the heck? Henry Lee... Uh, oh, Henry Lee Lucas. Yes, Henry yeah. Lee Lucas. It's called, like, Hand of God is the yep. name of the book. Yep. And I got it at a thrift store for a buck ninety nine, uh, And a buddy of mine wanted a copy, so I went on Amazon, and it was a couple hundred bucks oh, yeah. for that oh, book. And oh, I was yeah. like, why is this oh, so yeah. expensive? So, yeah, you can actually find really good deals out there to reflip onto... Uh, Where do you figure out how to sell them? Uh, it's a place called eBay. It's all on eBay. Well, yeah, that's that... right. Usually I flip the stuff on oh, there. Oh, do you? Really? Yeah. Although okay. I think our biggest find to date, and we just have to wait for the auctions to clear, I was walking around in the, the G-Dub, the Goodwill. And, uh, <laughs> the G-Dub. G-Dub just sounds <laughs> classier, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, We're in the G-Dub. we lived there when I was a kid, so. And there's, uh, I like to look at their art and see what people, like, it, it fascinates me when you see people's family portraits left there. Yeah, and I know. It's yeah. weird yep. when people yep. do right. that. But yep. there's this interesting black and white, like cardboard photograph of Bobby and JFK in the White House, really? and they're both in kind of repose with this, you know, look. Mm -hmm. And I, I pick it up and I'm like, this is really kind of stark and neat looking. And I flip it over and there's a rubber stamp on the back. So I just, while I'm standing there looking at it, the price is a dollar ninety nine. I start looking at it, and uh, the artist, the photographer, was like the official Kennedy photographer. Mm -hmm. All of his negatives, everything he ever owned was in the World Trade Center when it was attacked. Oh. So he lost oh. everything. Except for that. So this picture is one of like a thousand that they put out. Mm -hmm. it, this picture in crap condition was selling for a couple thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. So yeah. for a buck ninety-nine, I've got this. And I called up the auction house. He's like, if I didn't just sell it, I'd take yours again. You're going to have to wait a while. You know, you don't uh, want to bring something in right after it no, makes it seem it, like, oh, uh, these aren't that rare after all. This right. guy found one at a Goodwill. Uh, but you can find some really stellar Oh, I, that's what <laughs> I understand. Yeah. That's what I yeah, understand. There's a consignment store down on on Palm Beach Island mm -hmm. where, you know, Mar-a-Lago and all that stuff is super, super rich people down there. They've got this, uh, it's called the Church Mouse. And these people who just renovate their mansions, their gigantic 700,000 square foot mansions on the on the water just get rid of everything they just give it all away and they take wow. the tax right off and then they yeah. just redo it all the time I don't need these gold bars it's like, <laughs> no don't... not gold bars <laughs> well, and then, basically though like furniture that costs $5,000 for some chair it's like yeah. why not and just then, keep that Yeah, and then these women that have a $20,000 a month clothing allowance yeah they only wear everything one time, and then they get rid of it. Insane. And it's all high-end stuff, and it goes right to the either the consignment stores or the church mouse. Mm. You can find a lot of really nice oh, stuff, yeah. really good art. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm betting it's still, even in the secondhand thrift consignment store, I'm betting it's a little higher than my budget can. It's higher than, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's not a goodwill kind of deal. Well, the church mouse. <laughs> I'm not going to find a, a JFK Bobby Kennedy uh, print for $1.99. You, you might. Indeed. Really? You might. Wow. But they're, the people that uh, curate in there, they actually have people that curate because it's like, you know, we're not going to give this away for $10 when we know that people are scouring through here right. to flip things. 
I'm especially. not seeing any place called a church mouse. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called there. the church mouse. I've been there with Matthias. Wow. I used to volunteer mom. there. You're that, lying, mom. <laughs> thinking that maybe I would, you know, be able to get a jump start on some of the stuff. It's all like, no, oh, no. Look, so they were... have the back room, and only those people are allowed in there, and volunteers can't even go in there until you've been there 30 years and prove your worthiness. Is this in Adams, Minnesota? No, it's in Florida. Palm it's in Florida. Beach, Florida. Oh, in Florida. Okay. You know what's really weird? Not paying attention at, at the G Dub. I go on. You know they always have board games <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And I said, do you have any Ouija boards? Because Uh-oh. there's a heavy collectability market on it. Oh. They're like, oh no, we throw them away. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you five dollars for every board you get. Just put them in the back room. No, we're not allowed to sell them. Really? And I said, you're all about raising money to help people. Right. I'm offering you five dollars for your garbage. Right. Yeah, we can't take them. Really? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Who and, dictates that? Uh, the, I guess because it's kind of got a religious connotation yeah, for the Goodwill yeah. stores, uh, they yeah. refuse to take it. But yeah. what's funny is you can go in and buy devil statues and really? Halloween art. Well, yeah, because it's all Halloween oh, stuff. Oh, because it's all Halloween, yeah. But you can't. I said, then at least well, put it in the Well, that's different corner. than communing with the devil like you want to do. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's completely devil different. But, but isn't it weird that but on their shelves you can find the satanic Bible? I found a copy of that, and I actually went up and I said, so Maybe you don't have know. Ouija boards, but you've got the satanic. Bible Maybe for a they didn't 50, know what it you know? was. <laughs> probably so. not. They probably didn't know what it was. So well, it says the satanic oh. Bible. I think oh, that it kinda, says it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're right on it. Has uh, Dave tried to strap you to a table and stab you yet like they do all the Satan worship th- things? Or have you seen him levitating? No. Well, I don't, I don't know because I think he's starting to, we've been watching Dexter and that's what Dexter oh, does. That's a, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what Dexter he's does. like, if I you don't you knock it off, you're going on my table. No, I honest to God, if you guys don't, I know I talk a lot about this, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I promise I'll stop, but Guilfoyle on, on <laughs> Silicon Valley, he's a devil worshiper, and it's oh hilarious. Oh, my God, he's so funny. And he's only a devil worshiper because he's so crabby. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's a devil worshiper. Yeah. Well, most, you know, Satan worshipers, they're not really worshiping Satan. What no, the whole thing is right. it's anti-establishment, anti-religion. Right. It's just the fact that you're your own god. Yep. And I'm not buying into either side on this. I'm just explaining no, no, the, the post on this. But they basically, they're just stating, don't buy into any one dogma. You know, don't allow things to dictate your life for you. You yep. create your yeah. own destiny. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. that's kind of the reality. And there's never been all the satanic panic that took place in the late 70s through the 80s. Yes. Of these Satan worship murders. Yeah. There's not, there's no proof on one true case of really? Satan worship murder. None. Really? Yeah, I mean, no. Sammy Davis was a Jew and a Satan worshiper. Did you know that? Yeah, that's why he got uh, oh, relegated that's... to Garbage Man in Ocean's Eleven. That's, yeah, a no, lot that's of right. That's exactly, yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. even going to be in the movie because yep. Sinatra was tired of his nonsense. And yep. then he said, You're a Satan worshiper. You're strung out on Coke. And he's like, Come on, Frank, give me a kick, man. Give me a kick, man. <laughs> so he, he put him in as the Garbage Man, and that was kind of his backhanded <laughs> slap to, to Sammy. <laughs> um, remember when we were on our honeymoon? One guy. No, I forgot all about. That. No, there was a there was a super Christian guy, and he was yeah, he was. was uh, oh, you mean on the the the, the, the camping the part? Camping part. Yeah. yeah, there was a super Christian guy, and there was a. He said he was an atheist, yes. but he uh, was in one of the tents and rolled over and saw a Bible and and like screamed. Oh my God! And. Oh God. I was like, get this away from me, son. Atheists wouldn't down. do that. So I'm no. thinking it was a little bit more on the oh, devil yeah. worship part. I don't know. There are some pretty <laughs> crazy atheists out there. You wouldn't scream. Would they yeah, scream? Yeah, I think sure. some of them oh, would. Well, look on. at the people that overreact. Oh, man, well, to anything. People, yeah, yeah. People yeah. Will there are some vegans that will... Like oh, burst yeah. into tears if they see you eating a burger, and I'm like, oh, yeah. right, I get your point, but do you gotta cry? Yeah, well, you don't know what that cow went through, and I'm like, no, I don't, and I'm sorry, but I'm gonna eat this burger. Don't cry. <laughs> Just tell them that you raised the cow. Yeah, I said I only eat, I only eat suicidal animals. That's like, my whole deal. The ones like that it. are really depressed and despondent. <laughs> Plus, that's that. all chickens are suicidal, so there you go. <laughs> Look at all the cow burps and cow, cow farts you've kept out of our atmosphere. That's right. See? See? Now, environmentalist. My wife might disagree with you on that. <laughs> Yeah, right. if it comes out. Yeah, what animal <laughs> comes out of doesn't matter. <laughs> One's wonderful. creating those, those the may other. still exist. Huh? <laughs> wonderful news, ladies and gentlemen. I like to look exist. at it. I like to look at it as I'm freeing the soul of the animal. Okay, That's okay. What yeah, it okay. Is. Well, never mind. Talking, um, to, can I mention one thing? We were talking about the how the rich and the elite are donating all this multi-thousand dollars of furniture. Yes. It was like a recent Doctor Phil. My my daughter's filling me in on this. She goes, Dad, this girl's allowance. She's like 13. Her allowance was $5,000 a month to just have. And then her mom would subsidize, like if she wanted to go out to these other 
you know, she, she's going to go out and she needs new clothes. She'd get another 1500 for clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then she goes, and she was on Dr. Phil. She's like, I, she cut me off. She put, I'm only getting $1,000 a month now. This is ridiculous. I oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, how out of what, touch are you? Where do they live? I don't know. My, my daughter was talking York, to me about LA. it. But still, if you're... A, where is the responsibility as a parent to shell out five grand? I don't care if you're a billionaire. No, five grand a month to anybody that's for just being much. a kid. That's re- yeah, you're giving. A, that's when that's when the drug issues start. And that's yep. when you start. Yep. If you got that kind of flipping around cash. Well, find yeah, it. because I mean, when they. Oh, sorry. What? Are we doing a commercial break? I don't know. I didn't hear the no. music. Oh, you. How much time? You got, got a look left? on your face. I thought it was. I shouldn't start something no, new. How, how much time we got left in this break, Andy? Why oh. don't you have your clock up? All oh, right, yeah, Tom. you're supposed to. Forgot to tell you about that. I can, <laughs> I can find out the time anyway. Though. Well, it's. I think we're. You're both. We're, we got, we got time. I know that. All right. Okay. Not much. We started. Uh, well, we got about two minutes. <clears throat> we'll say we got two minutes. He's probably making you edit. Yeah, you want to, you want to, you want to do the time because I'll do it and then you'll do it because for editing it's much easier to do it that way. Yeah, yeah we got clock. about. Almost exactly one minute right now. See, perfect. So basically what what I wanted to say very quickly is for all those wonderful people on Facebook and Twitter that get pushed by other people in radio at competing radio stations, I did not fire Molina. We were joking about it all week long that I was going (laughs) to fire him. He, uh, it was a very nice send-off, actually. Brittany came. And by the way, she hugged me on Friday, and then I find out today she's out sick. Thanks. Great. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks for that. But anyway, yeah, Brittany came and Melina gave me a big hug at the end of it. And he had a little, he, would, he said, I cannot open the stuff because I don't want to tear up here. Aww. So he's another kid, lost his father. His father abandoned him when he was like six years old. I don't know if you need to bring that His up. mother died. He talks about it on the he show. He talks about it on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. His mother died on the way to his college graduation. Oh. I mean, this kid has had a tough go yeah, of it. So yes. we're kind of like, I'm kind of like his dad, actually, in a way. But uh, he was a wonderful guy to work with. Yeah. And, but Cassie's here, and it's a family affair because they're big Dave shoes, and literally, are. to fill. <laughs> big <laughs> shoes, literally. <laughs> Six four, two hundred thirty pounds Sicilian. Yeah, well, who could, how am I going to complain about Italians with you here? Uh, well, I'm not Italian. You're not but Italian. I, yeah, but she's Jewish now. Irish and Jewish. Oh, that's so easy. Am I. Yeah. So, so it all works out. Yeah. <laughs> and English. Don't I'm Scots, English too. Irish, English. So you and I are probably like, there's European probably a lot nuts. of people like you and me, though. Yeah. Like one part of everything, you know? Yeah. And then there are some of us that are not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Round them up. Well, hey, Schrader, no, yeah. shush. Schrader's no, gonna don't be, even. That's a tough one to get around. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, well, I, I told no. Dave very quickly. We only got a couple seconds, but I told Dave, got I think. 45 seconds. Okay. Uh, my mother's cousins were a pair of German twins, because my mother's 100% German. Uh, German twin boys, and their last name was Schrader. And their first names were Avalt and Adolf. So, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that was right, and that was, that was I met them right up. a very common name at one time. And yeah, Avalt and Adolf, Adolf Schrader were their names. Thanks for ruining my name, Hitler. See? Yeah, <laughs> way to go. I don't know if anybody hits that up in Germany anymore. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably don't name no. their kids Adolf Remember there was, no. some, there was some hubbub going on a few years ago that they were trying to keep uh, this family in the United States from naming their kid Adolf because they were yeah. neo-Nazis, and they in, said they weren't uh, allowing it. I think Pennsylvania? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I remember that, absolutely. You want to name... What was it, Hitler? And there were a couple other kids that had yeah. interesting names. Yeah, the kid's name was like Adolf Hitler... Schwartz or whatever, you know, some kind of weird name. <laughs> Schwartz. Uh, but uh, they were they wouldn't allow him to name him that. No, I they wouldn't. Huh? Yeah, I know that's weird. Yeah, that's very very. That's yeah, probably a good thing. All right, we got to go to break. Okay, Cassie and Dave are married. Catherine and I are married. So Andy's here and he's our son. So I mean, it's all family now. But Molina, we do miss you, man. You're a great guy. But if you're listening, Cassie's already doing a better job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. First day. We're playing that because Alex Show Business, Brant Bernard Rasmussen is here. And Timmy Lammers is here too. How you doing, Tim? I haven't had that introduction in forever. I'm glad you dusted <laughs> off that song. Well, that was Cassie. Yeah, I had to go to YouTube because for some reason my... Yeah, hi, Tim. Mike always uses YouTube. Hello. So, Timmy... Yes? um, Didn't they project that Deadpool 2 was going to do 150 to 200 the first weekend? It did a buck and a quarter, I know that. Right. Well, it was actually projected at 150, and that was... uh, 150, okay. um, On the higher end of it. Okay. Early tracking had it at about 100 million. Um, so, you know, it, it finished in the middle of that. It only finished $7 million shy of the original. Um, so it's right on par. I mean, it's going to be a major hit. I mean, it's not, yes. it's not a, you know, yeah, it came in lighter than they thought. But, you know, it's still, I mean, it's an R-rated movie. I mean, you're going to limit your audience. And honestly, I think if it would have been a PG-13 movie, it wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have made $125 million. Hmm. People wouldn't. People love it for what it is. Yeah, I could see that. And that's you know letting it letting it all fly. That's that's the only way uh, to do a movie like Deadpool. And and fortunately for Reynolds, I mean he, you know he he came out with that character um, as part of X Men Origins Wolverine right. in the PG thirteen film. And the irony is is that you know he's a he's the merc with a mouth. He's a mercenary with a mouth. He mm-hmm. talks talks talks. And so what did they do in, in X Men Origins? They sew his mouth shut. It was a total disaster. Uh, so yeah, he he worked on getting the uh, character uh, done the right way, and and thank God because it's it's enormously entertaining stuff. Everybody tells me I have to go see it. I did not like the first one. There are too many penis jokes in it for me. On the morning show, I would well, use a different word. No, no, no. You yeah, said you there weren't enough. Actually, <laughs> yeah. what's that? You you mentioned that last week actually about you know yeah. the reason you didn't like that first one was that's all it was and you know it, it's so funny because there's just so much going on in the movie that you have to stop and think well did they have a lot of that this time or not and I and I think there was actually less yeah, there's just it was, so yeah. much going on that's yep. so funny of course they have some of it yeah I mean that's the demo really that's the the, the audience. That they want is in that demo with, yes. with the you know yeah. the penis jokes, but yep. you're right. But there's just so much other stuff that they can <laughs> they they take swipes hey. at everything. DC, hey, Lammers? Marvel, Wolverine, everything. Yeah. Doesn't it make you question, Tom, though, that there are just too many penis jokes? What exactly is the limit of acceptable penis jokes in a movie? <laughs> well, you have to understand something. One per hour. <laughs> Being in radio for my entire life, I got you know, and I had to go through that. That era, era. Yeah, there was and, a few. And the KQ Morning Show when everybody else wanted to tell their penis jokes. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God, whatever. Right. But it, it, so it's the radio part of it that I'm like, oh, God. But uh, here's one thing I did want to ask you because I, I, I should go see it because everybody tells me I would like it and that you're laughing so you miss some of the jokes so you probably want to see it twice. Sure. But from what I understand, they are already in Deadpool 2 edited in T.J. Miller's parts because nobody wanted to work with him. Is that true? Mm. 
That they, they cut it down, you mean? Well, no. Or, whenever or, he had a conversation with, with Deadpool, they never were in the same frame. No, that's not true. That doesn't oh, make that's any not sense. sense. Really? They, uh, you know what? I guess I, I haven't heard that yet, but anything is possible these days. Well, he, he came out. green screen. Ryan Reynolds just came out after this one saying he won't be in the future movies because no. this all broke right. after they had already completed filming. Oh, okay. Because the Me Too movement started well after filming had already begun. Mm-hmm. And then the bomb but, threat. So, Yeah, but having said that, I mean, this guy has had a reputation. So it's That's possible. Sad. I don't know. I mean, what, what happened between the first film and the second? You know, where maybe maybe start with stuff was starting to, the, the rumblings were starting to get louder or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Dave, you know, we, we were at the same screening, right? Right. Yeah, and 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 um, must I mean, there was no there. question that that he was not in the film nearly as much as the first film. I mean, he he just really has a, a small supporting role. You know, I actually felt he was in this movie as much, or maybe even a little more. But oh, that, really? Yeah, I I just I was I a little bit more surprised to see that they stepped I, it up. I, yeah. I haven't seen it since uh, it came out on video a couple of years ago. Because in the last one, he, in the first one, he just seems to appear in the bar scenes a couple times, and in this one, he's mm. he's. In uh, all over, I don't know. I I'd, I'd have to look at it too. I just I guess I didn't really notice because Ryan Reynolds eats up this you know yeah. the movie so much. You're just focused on what Deadpool's doing and what weird yeah. twist yeah. he's going to take you on. He's very good. Ryan oh, Reynolds is. is very good. Right, They're a very good actor. There's no good and, and co-writer. I mean, he co-wrote this picture. Oh, he as did. Well. Yeah. So I mean, he. Oh yeah, yeah. They added his name later on in the process. I think just because the guy does so much improvising that. You know, you got to, you got to, this is the guy that got the thing going. I mean, so nobody really should object to him getting credit for co-writing the thing. But you were talking about T.J. Miller. One thing I do question, I think Dave and I have talked about this already. You know, Ready Player One, he appears in the film, but only as a video game character. Obviously, we know enough about T.J. Miller where we can recognize his voice. But I'm almost wondering, because so many of the other characters appear both in video game form and in live-action form, whether Spielberg reacted to everything that was going on and cut out any sort of live-action stuff that he did. Mm. Because, you know, it, it, again, the guy's like an albatross now. He, he is really going to be lucky to get in any sort of movie or TV it's project for quite some time. And, because... and making his living... Doing stand-up. Basically. All because of all a do now. anonymous accusation that has no proof, no conviction. Well, just not that. I mean, the guy was no. on a train and called in a bomb well, threat about, about, that train, that was, about another train. So he's, yeah. he's but obviously well, with the accusation. He also had a deal with somebody making some sort of accusation go back, going as far back as college. Right. Uh, that I thought the person did was identified that, that made the accusation. So the guy has got... You know, on the top of that, I mean, you know, the Silicon Valley stuff. I mean, you know, do they say silicone? Silicon. I, I, I do that same yeah. thing, man. I do it, That's too. That's Ralph Basham's territory. I mean, he had... Exactly. <laughs> there you go. He had the rep from that show about being difficult to work with. Yes. So some yeah. people just are. Yeah. Some people like Bruce Willis can be total jerks and get away with it because they're Bruce Willis. With yep. Eugene Miller is very good at what he does, but he ultimately can't get away with it because yeah, he's not, he's not the big. draw of yeah. the film. All right, different take on a different movie, and you're going to have to wait for the uh, end of this story because what? I'm an amazing human being. Oh, this. So we uh, helped Andy move yesterday, and we're moving, I'm running boxes up and down the stairs, and we had a nice time. had a wonderful time and all the rest of it. And it was Rode our bikes. He's within biking Rode distance. our bikes over to his house mm-hmm. and went to the Yangtze and... The whole deal, right? So we get home, and, and Catherine and I have been wanting to see Winchester. Oh, yeah. So Which we, you uh, already thought that you had seen. I'm like, you have not no, seen this No, I had, this I had movie. not seen it. I thought it's I'd seen Winchester. it. Winchester, the one. The, About the Winchester the Mystery House. You saw it, I think. I saw, who yeah. did I see it with? And you didn't see it with see, me. I thought you did see it with Tom. I that's saw what it I, with you. Yeah, that's what I, I heard, too. That's well, then he must have slept through the whole thing again. He sleeps through movies a lot. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. You didn't see it with us. Brittany? No. I think you did see it, Tom, because mm. I remember you said it's not more of a horror movie. It's more of mental illness. Yeah. I, I remember think... you saying that about Yeah, you know Winchester. what? I think you're right. Oh, my God. If you saw that movie and don't, I don't remember, remember it, you're checking right it. into the home. I, I should go check into it. I, I saw it with... No, I saw it with my doula. 
Yeah, see, I did. I, I don't you think I saw that. Movie. I know we talked about it. I I read a lot about it. Yes, and we were going to go and see it. And I told it. you to see it because I liked yes, you it did. a lot. Yeah. So here's the deal. So Catherine and I sit <laughs> oh down and watch Winchester last night. No, I, I I think I read a lot about it, but I didn't see the movie. So we're watching the movie, and then uh, it's going along, and I'm really enjoying it. It's very well done. Well, Helen Mirren's phenomenal. Yes. Helen yeah, Mirren's as good is. as oh, it gets. God, yeah. She's just fantastic. And what's the guy's name? Jason oh, Clark? I don't, Clark. Yeah. Jason yeah. Clark, yeah. Yeah, he was He's really good. really good. Although she stole his laudanum. He was not happy about that. Which I just, was laudanum just heroin? Is that what it was? Uh, no, it was a tincture of opium, I believe. Opium. Well, isn't okay. that sort of the it's, same family? It's the same family, but yeah. they're very, very different oh, in terms okay. of potency. So I'm really into the movie, and it's like, man, this movie's getting better as it goes along. It's really wonderful. And then I woke up. <laughs> oh my god! I missed yeah. the last 20 yeah. minutes of the movie because I fell yeah. asleep. Jude was snoring on my left, and Tom was snoring on my right. <laughs> So I have to go home tonight and watch the final 20 minutes of Winchester. Isn't that great for Tom? What a drag it is is getting old. I was having I I didn't expect it to be about the haunting so much. What did you think? I thought it was more about how, what, what was like, but the movie really made it seem like she was a spiritualist or whatever. Well, she was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know much about yeah. it, I guess. So yeah. I, I was I was surprised it was so much about all the spirits in the house and not so much about just the house in itself. I, I don't know. I don't well, know what, what I expected. Here's but a I movie didn't... about a house. <laughs> well, yeah, the, fact that she was, the fact that she was having construction nonstop, 24 hours a day, I, yeah. you know, I, I mean, you don't want to, if, it, if people haven't seen it, you don't want to say why. She no. did, did that. I want to go there. Because that's essential. Right. Have you want to go there? I do, too. So bad. Yeah, but it's, it's public knowledge. She did it to keep the ghosts at bay. Yeah. Yes. So well, that's you know it's it, I know but they that's I'm giving the nugget right. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you <laughs> don't want to give it away. I'm just trying to give it <laughs> a little at, taste. But at the end of this, at the end of the movie, it said that it remains one of the most haunted mansions in North America. Mm. So have Reportedly. you have you been there? I have not. What are you telling me that for? I you said go there's there. a twist, but I don't know what the twist is because I fell asleep. You just snored right through it. I snored through the twist. But as far as like a show about ghosts. Which uh, I'm sick very of those, well to tell you the truth. It was it was very well it done. It was well so done. good. It was mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite well, scary movies I've seen in a long time. Good. I was surprised that it didn't do better. And, and you know, honestly, they didn't even screen the thing for critics, which generally for horror movies they don't anyway. But, you know, again, you got Helen Mirren in there. And Jason Clark is a hell of an actor. You're right. I, I don't understand. And, and the movie just... It was left for dead, more or less. It was, yeah. And um, it didn't do that great a business, so I didn't have high expectations watching it on video because that was my first opportunity to see it, and I was pretty impressed with the thing. And, and maybe just because, again, Tom, Helen is so great at yep, everything. she is. And it's great to see her yep. even, you know, spreading her wings even a little bit more to do, to do a, a, a horror film or a thriller or whatever. You know, I, I just love the idea of it, and and it is a fascinating story. Well, I'll give you my review and, tomorrow uh, when I watch the last twenty <laughs> minutes tonight. Well, it has yeah, yeah, the last do. twenty minutes is like yeah, crucial. Yeah. It has a horrible audience and critic score. So does it really? Yeah. Critic yeah. score is it. horrible. It's because it's not. Well, yeah, critics always hate everything that isn't about you know modern art and racism. That's true. Or torture. But the <laughs> audience is that true? Critics like torture porn. They do. Like Saw and. Ugh, I hate uh, those movies. Well, I, think, the hill. I think the Saw, the reason that the Saw took up it is because that movie was something totally new. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. Paranormal, yeah. paranormal Activity was something totally new. Yeah. Now it's yeah. running you know, the Saw 5, right. it's like, really? Do we but need I, more? Yeah. Well, I think what they, the reason they kept it going was that the guys were always thinking ahead and that you don't know what part of the story you're really watching. I mean, that's got, yeah. if you follow yeah. the series, you're out of place in most of the mm. movies, and they're tying around, and yeah. then they show you the reveal at the end, you're like, oh my god. So I think that that's what's captured it. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of gore or porn either. That gets, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not either. I'm not into this new trend either of the, of the movie just being so dark. Yeah, I, I mean, not you like can't see anything? that you cannot see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like the screen is black. Oh, yeah. I can't see anything in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I get, can't. that gets very dark I'm too. Like, sometimes. What is happening? Where are we? What, yeah, who and is I, that? Yeah, and it's so dark. I feel like that's they're being cheapskates because they don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to deal with costumes and sets, so they just make it super dark so something can jump out well, into the light. I, that's You're how they hide CGI. Yeah. Hmm. Well, both. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that and when. Well, I, I haven't. How, has, how's the second season so far? So I, I did see the first. Uh, season, oh my gosh! Uh, it second is. season. I so good. don't know why I watch it. It's so weird and terrible. Like, <laughs> why <laughs> am I watching in. it? I know. I said the same thing when I saw, yeah. saw the first season. I'm like, this is so bizarre. It's kind of like American Horror Story but the that second, way. The second season is worse. Like, is it worse? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. So intense and like messed up. And Dan was doing uh, yard work, and I was watching an episode, and he came in, and there was like a guy hanging, and Dan was like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> and then I started to describe it to him, and I'm like, "If I describe it to you, it makes it sound worse. So never mind." I know. It's it is twisted. It's super twisted. It's and True. I still want to know, it, but and the story is lacking on why this all happened exactly. Well, we'll get what to take a break. It, it, it's based on a book which was yeah. actually made before a feature film starring uh, Robert Duvall and oh. uh, right. the, the Richardson that died. Yep. Uh, Natasha Miranda. Right? Uh, Mar- Natasha Richardson. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Liam Neeson's right. wife, right? Oh yeah, Miranda. Right. Miranda. I believe. We've got to take a break. We will be right back, though. And I'll tell you why Cassie is perfect for radio right after this. Tom Bernard. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Here's why Cassie Schrader is perfect for radio. And it's a visual, so I have to explain it to you. Okay. So we're sitting here doing the show, and everybody's talking. It's a very interesting conversation. By the way, I do, I love the conversation. So I look over, and it's Cassie's first day, and and the microphone is aimed at the like her left ear, right? <laughs> but I mean, that's a, that's what a lot of people do that. So I reached over, and I there's a boom, and I kind of pulled the boom so it would be right in front of her face. Next time I look over, she's leaning to the left. I was by her right ear. said, what a radio person you are. Well, it's that's... better than Philip's technique. Yeah. Oh, way Phillip. over there. Honestly, God, here's Philip. Yeah, so Tommy, I was telling you the other day. I mean, he puts it right on his Adam's apple. What are you doing? He's you really to, do have to, to know how to use that mic. I think like she's trying to boost his base. She's also trying to avoid this during the interview. Yeah. yeah. That's Ellie Nick's job. <laughs> Some people, I don't know. You were doing they, that. Yeah. One, yeah, last week. I wasn't. Yeah, before Sometimes, we moved, yeah. you were doing I it wasn't. big time. Yeah. Liars. We were all looking around, and I was like, it's him. Lord Vader. <laughs> Lord, Lord, yeah. Lord Vader. I like that. That's good. I'm, so, Tim. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to a movie on Wednesday. What? Tully. 
Are you going to Tali? I'm going to see it for myself. I heard it's good. And see if I agree with all the... Why would you make a movie called Tully right after a blockbuster called Sully? Well, That's there a, is well, a, there right there. a while back. Sully was like three years ago. Yeah. Four years? What's Tully? It's about a woman that is dealing with postpartum depression. Yeah. Oh, that has... Uh, what's so, it's her a face? Goes, so it's a feel-good movie. <laughs> that is what's her face it's in It's not a feel-good yeah. movie. No, I know. And I'm going with another pregnant woman. Maybe you oh. should not. I don't know. Sully was only I'm a year not... and a half ago. So... Sully was only a year and a half. By the way, Dan, uh-huh. you, you sounded just like one of the three stooges. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a victim of circumstance. <laughs> I, uh, well, but Hollywood is, is always in that kind of vein of using similar deals. Look, you had Armageddon and, and uh, Deep Impact came out, what, like with yeah. two, a week apart? Yep. Hollywood just loves to kind of play off of something that sounds like something else. They do. So you hear, oh, Tully, yeah, I'll go with my wife to that. What the hell am I watching? <laughs> Tully, right. the sequel to Sully. Yeah. yeah. We it, it's about a pregnant woman that flies a plane on the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> and book, Saves uh, the day. So, Timmy, did you, yeah. see, did you see Book Club? Oh, yeah. No, I did not. Are you going no to see Book Club? No one liked that one either. Oh, they hated Jane Fonda. Uh, yeah, I will eventually. I mean, if I don't make it you know, to the screening, then um, I'll be lucky if I see it on video. But, uh, you know, look, I like everybody in it. I mean, there's... Uh, um, Jane Fonda and and uh, Mary Steenburgen and yeah, Candace Bergen yep. and um, what's oh Godfather help me Wait a Lily Keaton. Tomlin <laughs> Diane Lily Keaton. Tomlin Diane, Diane Keaton. Keaton yeah Diane Keaton yes Wait didn't she just die oh, Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well her movie is apparently Yeah it Book Club t- is not It looks terrible Well the budget is incredibly well you know for a movie it's incredibly low it's only 10 million dollars Well it's funny because I'm going to see Tully with some people from my book club, and we originally, when book club came out, we're like, we should see book club because we're at a book club, and then we're all like, nah. Horny grandma, let's no, watch. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's so now, if they named it that, I bet it'd sell better. Horny grandma. Yeah. Well, it's true. That's what it well, is. Yes, it is about them reading Fifty Shades of Grey. It yeah. is. Yep. Yep. And, and they then they all have like a, they, they, awakening. Yeah, it's after funny. they read it, they decide to expand their lives and chase pleasures that Whoa. have eluded them. <laughs> why would any, Why would they think anyone would the want to watch that? The timing for this movie no. is way off. They should have done this movie three years ago when when the book and movie were yeah. hot. That that series no. just fizzled out to nothing. No, and now they come out with the movie. No, I, you know what I sense. think they're showing is the fact that we're looking at age differently now. You know, and it's funny to sit here and shudder and yeah. pretend we're all mortified by it. But, right. you know, grandmas are viable. And, you know, as much as we don't want to think about them having sex, they're still, their eggs they're, aren't. They're still, <laughs> they're still a viable resource. I wouldn't want to watch that movie regardless of the age, though. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to watch so it if it were trashy. Yeah. Just, it does sound kind of pandering. Yeah, like yes, Fr- Grace and Frankie, that one whole year was just like yeah, pandering. Dildos yeah, it was like, yeah, really. it's like, you know, no. it's funny as yeah. old ladies and dildos. Yeah, no. yeah but they've, they've kind of cashed that in with um, uh, Betty White. Yeah. Like when she yeah. did Lake Placid, she was yep. just the most foul mouthed, oh, horrific, see but she's that. awesome. Oh, oh, I didn't see Lake Placid. Oh, so you haven't? Oh, you, you, I think you guys would like it. You like is the that kind the one of horror. With the alligator? Yes, with yeah. the giant alligator. Yeah, yeah, and she is alligator. so good I in love, this role. I love her. The whole she, cast general, is amazing. You've got Oliver not. Platt. Ooh, You've got, uh, oh gosh, what is the guy's name? Uh, I always want to say Cole Meany, but that's not him. Uh, oh, you're talking about, uh, I know. Uh, He's an Irish guy with the kind of red hair, and he plays There's the sheriff. And, Bill Pullman? And Bill Pullman's in it. And Brendan Gleeson? Yeah. Oh, I love Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, and that's, it's just a great cast. Uh, it's a funny, it's like Jaws with an alligator, with an but alligator. it's done with good comedic timing. Betty, Betty White steals every scene she's in. Phenomenal. Really well done. But she even said, you know, I got the idea you wanted to see clean, pure Betty White right. just throwing out the most horrific yeah. things. But she didn't like that after that, every role she got was they just want you to be a filthy grandma. Right, yeah. right. So she was, she that was, was like turning a lot of that cool down. thing at the time yeah. in the early 2000s was old people swearing. Yeah, it's it was. like everyone that was funny <laughs> all the time. I still find it hilarious. <laughs> old people rapping and swearing. Oh. That's my movie. And, yeah. And we saw, uh, we saw Game Night. Loved Game Night. Oh, oh really? Did you? Why did that movie it go nowhere? I thought it was really movie. good. Did you see it? I didn't. It came and went so quick. It did. And yeah, I thought it, it was very, very entertaining. Timmy, did you see that one, Game Night? No, no. I'm going to watch it on video this week. Um, I was going to say, you ever get out of the yeah, house? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't last that long. 
No, and not Jason at all. Bateman's a terrific actor. I, mean, I, I love Jason. Yeah. I love both of them. Eighty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point one out of ten out of IMDb. I think it also it's depends as good as on things get anymore, right? Yeah. I think when they, it depends on when they drop it. it and is. if it's kind yeah. of like in between Black Panther and Avengers, yeah, it yeah. grossed a lot of money though. It made like three times its budget and then some. So it's very funny. I, think. I thought it was funny. Very it was a clever. fun movie. I believe it's on Netflix, but I could be wrong. Hey, you can go see it at New Hope Cinema Grill. Or that. I will not tell you any more about this, but Jason Bateman, his wife accidentally shoots him in the arm. Uh (laughs) And I won't tell you why, but later in the movie, he gets attacked by some hoodlums, Uh and they throw a knife at him. And his wife said, do you have a knife in your bullet hole? (laughs) (laughs) The knife went right into the bullet hole. It was very funny. Jason Bateman is so good at that role. He is. Really good. He's good good in every role since. I'm glad that he kind of had that renaissance. You know, he was kind of the 80s smart Mm -hmm. Alex, smarter than everybody else kid. And then he he faded away. And then came back. Yeah, Yeah, he did. Ozark. Ozark. That's right. He plays drama and he's great at that. Yeah, he's really good. And now they're bringing back Arrested Development again for another season, right? That's what I hear. Yeah. That's what I hear. So, Timmy, what would you recommend we go see? Because I, I they're starting to stack up like cordwood around here. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Tom and I have similar tastes. I mean, you know, we don't have a lot of patience for the same old, same old. But mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I mean, you know, if if there's less of the the, the penis joke stuff in in Deadpool two. Uh, that you can tolerate, uh, you know what? It is so damn funny. But I again, the way you, you didn't like that first one, so you know it's hard no. for me to recommend that. I, I, I well, really Tom's don't not know. a superhero guy, though, so I don't I'm think not, I think no. it's still yeah. going to land flat for him because yeah. the, a lot of the inside jokes have to do with the superhero yeah. culture. Oh yeah, that's going to be a problem then. Yeah, Deadpool's always yeah, been like that. and a, I don't see I can't see him going to, to solo this week either. No, I mean, no you know, I'm not going to solo. It's Star Wars, you know. As soon as they whipped out the puppet Ewoks, I'm, I was done. I'm like, oh, I'm done. That's it. That's <laughs> more important things to focus on. Well, with the see yes, with the I solo do. movie, I uh, and Tim, are we even allowed to talk about that yet? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. there, there are reviews out. I mean, Good. my review is written, and I'm going to publish Good. it soon. I mean, but yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not going to tell you big spoilers anyway. I am. But what were you going to say, Dave? <laughs> Carrie Fisher dies. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to, to me, this movie, you know, I like the Star Wars universe. This yep. has been the only one that I haven't looked forward to seeing. And that's because I have such an affinity for Harrison Ford's portrayal of the character. Yeah. yeah so I went into yeah. it, and usually oh, when I go in with a low-grade oh, expectation, yeah. that's usually I'm the usually best excited, way. right? Mm-hmm. So I went in just expecting it to suck. And, and I will say this. As a movie overall, especially in the Star Wars pantheon, I'd give it out of five stars. I'd give it a solid four, four and a half. Okay. The kid that plays Han Solo is a really good actor, and he's a charming kid, but he's a shell of Han Solo. He doesn't have any of the charm or the natural grace to me of of Harrison Ford, which just made Han Solo become a real character. Well, you know, but this is the way I look at it. I'm sorry, go ahead. I know. No, I'll we're fine. Mine. We're fine. You're good. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Han Solo existed as uh, on paper to begin with, and then Ford, right. I mean, is Han Solo really more Harrison Ford than he is a, a character? I mean, I think that, you know, the kid realizes what it he's playing the character. I think he's got the swagger. He's not trying to impersonate Harrison Ford, right. which is a good thing. I think yeah. it would have been yeah. he would have been doomed if he tried to sound like Harrison. But, you know, to me it's kind of like uh, nobody's really knocking on um, the, uh, Donald Glover, who plays um, Billy D. Williams. Again, he's he's playing the character. He's not See, but playing, he nails it to me. Billy he, D. You he know was, what I'm saying? I thought he I thought he was playing it very Billy D. Brilliant. The voice, the intonation, the way his Billy attitude D. was. I felt he was nailing, but I thought he could carry it off. And I thought this kid was smart to realize it's harder to hold on to the main character guy, you know, as Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I just think if he would have been yeah. any other character, I would have given this movie five stars across the board. And I like the guy. I have nothing wrong with him or his portrayal. It just missed that kind of connective deal when you've been right. watching yeah. a series it, for years. It didn't 40 feel, years. like, the tone didn't feel Star Wars to right. me. But, I, you know, as far as playing Harrison or playing a character, you have to remember how River Phoenix was wonderful. Oh, he was. As young Indiana Jones. Very good. And, again, I think he was playing... He played it more like Harrison, so it's it's really tricky. I mean, if you could get away with it, great. But if it if it's obvious to you that he's trying to sound like Harrison, yeah. then it's going to be a problem. So I think it was good that he stepped back 
and just kind of gave it his own read. So, but again, he wasn't horrible, and that's the main thing. Right. I think a lot of people are thinking, well, it's just going to be a poor Harrison Ford impersonation, and it's not that at all. I mean, uh, yeah, I like the movie a lot too. Yeah, I, excellent. Seriously, I'll cross the board at least four out of five stars. The only thing that's reeling it back for me is I just don't have that same fondness for the yeah. version of, of, of Han Solo. 41 years that that franchise has been out. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida when that movie came out, and I saw it at a uh, drive-in with Donnie Hoberg, who's been dead now for about, God, how long has Don been dead? 20, a 30 years maybe. Yeah. Maybe he died in the mid, well, late 80, late 80s, so he's been dead about yeah, 30 years already. He's been dead for 30, that can't be true. But I think it is true that Don's been doing. Oh my God! I'll get off that subject then. Never mind. But uh, I can go out with this one though. You'll like this. So I moved to Jacksonville, Florida. I don't know anybody in town. Jacksonville, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, downtown Jacksonville is an island. The rest of the city of Jacksonville surrounds it, but downtown Jacksonville is an island, and it has I think four or five bridges, and they're all different colors, going out onto the island. And in 1977, Andy, would you look quickly and see, was there a Shaft movie that came out in 1977, like Shaft in Africa or something like that? Yeah, it sounds like it. 70, well, the first Shaft came out in 71. Yeah, that was Shaft. Then Return of Shaft, Shaft in Africa, there were like four of them. He is one cool mother. Cool Shut mother. your mouth. Shut your mouth. Uh, well, I'm talking see. about Shaft. Shaft in Africa was 73. Nah, I don't know. Whatever the movie was, doesn't really matter. But it's at the Jacksonville Theater in downtown Jacksonville. So I go down there, and I, I, I get there, uh, and I go into the theater, and I sit down, and I watch the movie. And we walk out, and I am the only white person <laughs> on the island. And I mean the only one on the entire island. And this guy comes over and goes, man, you're not from here, are you? I said, no, nah, I just moved. He goes, we will give you one pass. <laughs> Like, whoa. Oh, my God. Church Street, downtown Jacksonville. He said, we will give you one. That's the second time that that was said to me. Remember that guy said that to me in in, uh, East San Jose, uh, San Jose, uh, California, too. I don't remember that. We pulled into that gas station in that all-black neighborhood. And as I was walking in to pay for my gas, the guy said, you're going to get a pass. Jeez, <laughs> thank know. you. You were Clark, Clark Griswolding. I was, I was Clark Griswolding twice. That's twice that But yeah, and once in Jacksonville, once in uh, San Jose, East San Jose. Not San Jose, but East San Jose. Big difference. Okay. It's a big difference. I think, I think the most pleasurable movie experience I ever had was seeing the final Rambo movie. Oh, yeah. In Hollywood at some all-black theater with my Love buddy it. Bill. Love it. We went in to see it, and the reaction, it, it, I don't care you call it stereotyping or what, it was everything that they've ever played in every movie. Love it. <laughs> they were standing up, cheering, oh, yeah. screaming oh, at yeah. the screen. Oh, yeah. It, was, it had to be one of the most enjoyable. It was like <laughs> it was Rocky phenomenal. Horror Picture yeah. Show in a totally different, violent realm, but it who, was amazing to see that. Who was the comedian that was talking about she, she saw uh, oh. Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. And Gollum drops the ring. Uh-huh. And she yells, this woman next to her yells out, Big Ann, I can't say the right. Big Ann. She yells out, Big Ann, do your job. You got one job. You got, you got one, one job, job. do your job. Calls him the Big Ann. But Tommy, my favorite of yours that you uh, relate is, how you can't outrun a mummy. How you can't outrun a mummy, man. Go see, a, I don't know, one of the Brandon Frazier or whomever. How you can't outrun, how you can't outrun a mummy. <laughs> That's great. We'll be back with hour two. Tom Bernard Show.